Hello, this is the Better Strangers Book Rex uh, column. This is the first one I've ever done for uh, Monday, January 23rd. Um, this is a new column that I'm doing. I've been doing kind of part of it with the Jimble Jamble each week, um, but I've decided to actually make it its own thing. Each week I'm going to do five book recommendations on a specific theme. Uh, I am looking for guests to actually... Uh, occasionally take this on themselves. Uh, so if you have anything that you want to recommend on a specific topic that you love, it could be crime books, it could be books about World War II, it could be books, I don't know, wh whatever you know floats your boat, I'd be very interested in uh, letting you take on a guest role. But for this week, uh, the topic is how to defeat the internet. Um, just so you know, if you are getting this, um, if you are getting the newsletter Definitely, um, if you're gonna, if you're interested in buying any of these books, um, if you click on the links in this article, I actually get a small kickback. It's also from Bookshop.org. It's not from Amazon, so uh, it does support uh, small independent bookstores rather than the worst corporation on the planet. Actually, I don't know if that's true. Exxon might be worst. Um, anyway, so here we go. Uh, today's book Rex is on how the internet is destroying our lives and how by better understanding it we can fight back. Your soundtrack today is naturally La Tigre's uh, Get Off the Internet. Got that in the article if you want to listen to it afterwards. Great song. Number one is The Attention Merchants by Tim Wu. The biggest lie about the internet is that it is part of some idealist information economy, which is centered around the free and open exchange of ideas. The internet is not about information. It is about attention. The proof of this is that the biggest corporations do not make money off of selling any specific product, but off of selling advertising. 98% of Facebook's revenue, 90% of Twitter's revenue, and 81% of Google's revenue comes from selling ads. This amount of money can't help but have its own gravitational field, warping the internet and the information around it. Tim Wu's The Attention Merchants covers the full history of the advertising profession, from its snake oil roots, to its usage of war propaganda in the early 20th century, to its overthrow of the early egalitarian internet. This is an incredibly interesting book. I could not put it down. Do not, cannot recommend it enough. Number two, How to Do Nothing by Jenny O'Dell. Jenny O'Dell is the reason I became a bird person during the pandemic. Her 2019 book, How to Do Nothing, which made Barack Obama's best of list for that year, is a thoughtful look into how the attention economy warps our minds and how we can resist it, and also use tech like smartphones to actually get into better connection with the nature around us. Some of the apps she suggests are the Merlin Bird ID and iNaturalist apps, which became staples for me and my daughter during the early pandemic. Odell points out that most young kids can recognize dozens of brands by the time they're a few years old, but none of the local bird song. The day my two-year-old was sitting outside with me, cocked her head and said, Papa, that's a morning dove, before I even realized I was hearing it was maybe the best day of 2020 for me. Number three, I Hate the Internet by Jarrett Kobeck. When Jarrett Kobeck's I Hate the Internet was published in early 2016, it could have been read as a rather cynical view on Silicon Valley and what the internet has become. Seven years later, it reads more as a prof prophecy than anything else. Kobeck self-published the book, but it nonetheless became a runaway bestseller when he was savvy enough to obscure that fact from the New York Times by inventing a fake publishing company. And it never could have been published otherwise. The book is as much of a rant as it is a novel, and at one point, Kobeck's stand-in stands on top of a mountain outside of San Francisco and shouts abuse at the city below, a la John Galt in Ayn Rand's hideous magnum opus, Atlas Shrugged. It is impossible to list all of the things that Kobik is furious about in this book, but it's immensely entertaining and a totally infuriating read. Kobeck saw the capitalist con artistry that fueled the rise of social media long before most of us, and even if his anger about it is breathtaking sometimes, he's never actually wrong. Number four, How to Stay Smart in a Smart World by Gerd Gigerenzer. 
Gerd Gigerenser's 2022 book is, is slightly inaccurately titled, Gigerenser is interested in more than just how algorithms work and don't work. This book is also an impassioned call for the importance of privacy and of not handing over our data to any app that asks for it. But How to Stay Smart in a Smart World is also an incredibly informative guide to how alg algorithms and AI function and how we misinterpret what they tell us. One of the many things we fall prey to with AI, for example, is the Texas sharpshooter fallacy. This is named after the idea that a sharpshooter could exaggerate his competence by aiming his gun at a barn, clustering the bullets anywhere, and then drawing on the target afterwards. Data scientists working with AI often do this. They find things the AI seems to predict after the fact and then say, the AI predicted this. Given all the buzz around engines like ChatGPT, this is a worthy read. AI has a lot of things that humans don't, the ability to process a lot of data very quickly, for example, but human brains are, are adapted to unpredictable worlds and to chaos. AI, by its nature, just can't deal with chaos. Gigerenzer breaks down how, a, how AI won't replace human intelligence so much as supplement it, and how we need to be wary about putting too much of our faith into technologies we don't yet understand. And number five, Disrupted by Dan Lyons. Dan Lyons was a respected journalist and editor at the web and technology site ReadWrite when he created a parody blog called Fake Steve Jobs. The blog got incredibly popular, and this in turn led to Lyons being offered a job at the tech startup HubSpot. Disrupted is Lyons' account of his brief tenure at HubSpot, which, it is no spoiler to say, didn't end well. HubSpot was a typical Silicon Valley startup in that it was run by frat boy psychopaths who ran their company like a cult. This book was recommended to me after I left a toxic media job which was run on a similar model, and it is an incredibly funny, savage takedown of the sheer con artistry that keeps the Bay Area afloat. If you have, for whatever reason, started to suspect that a guy like Elon Musk is not a visionary so much as an incredibly dumb person who is also a very good con artist, then read this book. Things turned out okay for Lyons, by the way. He managed to leverage his experience in, experiences into a job writing for and producing the excellent HBO show Silicon Valley. And an honorable mention, and it's an honorable mention because I haven't read it yet, is Stolen Focus. I haven't had a chance to read this yet because there's a 27-week wait on the audiobook at my library. Uh, that alone is enough to recommend it. They do not get that long at my library. The lines don't. Um, but I've also had a number of people who I trust say that Johan Hari's Stolen Focus was their best book of 2022. Uh, that is it for today. Uh, if you would like... Um, uh, sign up for, you can subscribe below. By the way, if you're interested in just one column and not interested in the book recs, you can actually only, you can subscribe just to the ones you're interested in. So I've got kind of three verticals. I've got the book recs, I've got the jimble jamble, and I have got the um, the weekly kind of newsletter. So if you're only interested in like some of what I do, you don't have to get all of it. You don't need to get an email three times a week. Um, you can go and adjust that in your subscription settings. Uh, anyway, I hope you have a lovely week and I will talk to you guys soon.